Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. With me, as always, is my wonderful, wonderful co-host, the amazing Star Bustamante. Say hello, Star. Hello, Star. The 415 is brought to you by Desperate House Witches and the Wild Hunt. Please check out wildhunt.org. Give it all of your support. And check out those amazing photos from everybody's ancestor altar that they put up on the site. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Please check out wildhunt.org. Well, you know, <laughs> we are a few days out from another election. So guess what this show's about today, folks? You guessed it. It is about voting and why you should and where you should and how you should or how you can. It's beyond me to tell you how you should do anything. But anyway. All right, so got a few things to talk about today. Star, what, where are we starting at? Are we going to talk about uh, poll? Well, I think we should talk about polling later. Um, why don't we start with the really interesting news uh, of this week uh, regarding Paul Pelosi, um, who was okay. attacked savagely okay. in his home, uh, and apparently the assailant was looking for Nancy Pelosi, uh, screaming, where's Nancy? And apparently this clown had an idea that he was going to kidnap uh, Madam Speaker and break her kneecaps. Isn't that lovely? Uh, I think, Star, you have some more information on this. Right. So uh, first of all, uh, I, I think that perhaps the most disturbing thing about all of this, I mean, it's disturbing enough that, Paul Pelosi, who's 82 years old, who is home, in bed, asleep, mm-hmm. has that there's not been more condemnation of of you know of the attack. I mean, it's bad enough that this happened to begin with, but that you actively have people on the right who not only and a lot of the you know, far right wing uh, wing nut pundits have you know yeah. are making hay with this and even laughing about the fact that uh, that he was attacked. Um, you know, let's not forget the outrage that you know just people out in front of uh, Brett Kavanaugh's house who were holding a vigil because they were unhappy with with the, the way he uh, joined the ruling against Roe and, and some other cases um, were considered a huge threat to his life and they think it's funny that someone broke into Pelosi's house and uh, attacked her husband with a hammer. Um, you know, and Initially, the the reports on this that were coming in were were pretty thin. There weren't a lot of details, um, yeah. which 
I think in a lot of cases that's just a breeding ground for misinformation in and of itself when there's not a, you know, when the police don't release information right away, then it's automatically uh, assumed that, that there's something else going on and that spawned a whole bunch of nonsense about, you know, that the guy was in his underwear, that, um, that there was some weird relationship between Paul Pelosi and the attacker that they, that he knew his attacker, um, that the dude that broke in was a gay prostitute. I mean, all kinds of just utter bullshit that was absolutely untrue. Um, you know, and then by the way, we curse on the show. Just in case, oh, I forgot to mention that earlier. Swearing. There's going to be a lot of fucking swearing on this show, so just saddle up, people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the right has, has gone to a point where they will say or do anything. They will make up. They will literally make up out of whole cloth whatever's not based in any kind of fact at all. They just feel like oh. they have free reign to rewrite history the present and the future uh, with their insane bullshit, no matter how convoluted. And it just is astounding to me that there is a swath of Americans that follow in lockstep the most unbelievable shit that these people spew. I cannot even understand it anymore. There's that much hatred. It's, so I mean, so the playbook for a while has been that they create their own story of alternate facts, which by the way, I just want to be clear, there are no such thing as fucking alternate facts. There are facts, and then there are not facts um there are there is no universe in which there exist well, at least in this universe alternate facts are not facts they are generally lies misinformation disinformation pick your title but they aren't facts um but right. the playbook has lies been for quite truth. a while that's all it is it's lies yeah. and the truth the truth are facts and the lies are anything other than the truth which are the facts in case we didn't make that very abundantly clear. Uh, truth equals right. fact, non-truth equals lies. That is a very black and white thing. I don't care who tells you otherwise. That is how the world works. There's what is, and then there's what isn't. And what isn't is bullshit. Deal with what is. There you go. Yep. Sorry, I just well, that. No, that's, 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 that's good. But so the playbook that the GOP has been using for a while now is that they just make up some shit that works with whatever nonsense, that, you know, whatever they think is going to advance their cause. And then um, they continue to repeat those lies. As we know, often when people continue to hear the same thing over and over again, it becomes just part of their consciousness and, and there, there's always going to be a certain percentage that will accept that as truth. So, yeah, so, so the situation with Pelosi being attacked, I mean, this was essentially an attempted kidnapping, possible assassination, 
yeah. on Pelosi, who's, you know, in in line for the presidency. I mean, she's third in line for the presidency. So if something were to happen to to Biden and Harris both, Pelosi would be in, you know, she would be in charge. So, I mean, this is yeah. kind of a big fucking deal. And the fact that, that the right wing is kind of downplaying it and you had these really kind of wimpy, oh, my goodness, responses from, you know, Mitch McConnell from, you know, I mean, which at least McConnell had the decency to publicly say this is a terrible thing and, you know, I wish Pelosi a speedy recovery, blah, blah, blah. But you had others like um, that darling governor from Virginia who basically kind of was peddling more nonsense. Um, anybody who is not willing to step up and condemn this kind of violence, which I might add the GOP has encouraged and proliferated over the course of the last, uh, you know, five, six years, there's a huge problem with that. You don't wish shit like that on, on people who are just your opposition, I mean, I don't even wish right. shit like that on on my on my enemies, let alone people that I don't agree with. Of course, of the, course. <laughs> so yeah, it, there's, there's, there's a, a point where, you know, this is all fomented by the Trump right, and I'm sorry, I have a severe issue with anybody who identifies as Republican right now, uh, because the the entire party has been taken over by Trumpsters and the lunatic right, uh, the, the, the really religious, but they aren't right-wing wing nuts of the party. They are in charge. They are looking to put their people in from the ground up in every election, which is why it was so important for us to come on today and talk about making sure that you voted making sure you know how to vote, where to vote, et cetera, et cetera. Just, you know, they are making it so difficult for people to vote now that you've got to be diligent and make sure that you are in there and you are voting, whether it's a by absentee ballot or, uh, well, that window I think has closed uh, or is about to close as far as getting it postmarked in time. I think tomorrow is the last day to mail it in. Uh, it has to be postmarked by tomorrow, I believe, uh, or Saturday, but I'm going to say tomorrow just to be on the safe side. Um, they are trying to infiltrate from the ground up. Please do not be swayed by the bullshit that you hear, whether it's from pollsters or the news. Get out there. You've got to do the right thing because they are looking for a complete takeover. And I promise you, uh, if they regain control, they will make sure that they stay in power permanently by writing more of these laws where they control who gets to decide elections. Ever since Biden got in, they have done nothing but rewrite the playbook uh, to suit them because we, we did not have enough of a majority in the House and Senate. We need 
a complete majority. I'm not saying we have to have every single seat, although that would be very nice, but just having a small majority is not enough to stop the opposing side. You must have an overwhelming two-thirds majority. We have to push these things. Otherwise, we're going to keep getting rollbacks of rights like Roe v. Wade. Uh, and they will make sure, trust me, trust and believe, if the Republicans regain the House, especially, they will not let it go. And they will lie, and they will cheat, and they will steal in every possible way. And there will be laws written that we can't do anything about ever again. So I am telling you, do I make it sound dire? Yes, I do. Why? Because it is. Lives are depending on not only the Democrats staying in control, but gaining, the, gaining a filibuster-proof majority. Star, can you elaborate? Well, frankly, I would like to see them do away with the filibuster altogether because Agreed, it, it, has become, it has become nothing but uh, a huge roadblock for getting anything done. Um, yeah. And, yes, it is dire. It is absolutely important that everyone who is able to vote but especially, I think, if you are a member of a minority religion, as you and I are, um, you don't have to look any further for what the future might hold than the level of anti-Semitic uh, attacks that have been going on, the things that are being said, how Jews are being, you know, demonized and blamed for everything. I mean, it, it is eerily similar to uh, much of what happened in the lead up to World War II. And, and I, I'm not saying that we are headed for World War II, but I, what I am saying is that the only way that we prevent this is we have to retain uh, a majority in both the Senate and the House. Uh, and before we go any further, I want to I want to give our listeners some resources for for voting, um, because as you may or may not be aware, some of our listeners may not be aware, rules for voting in elections vary from state to state. For instance, so in most states can uh, register the same day. If you're not registered to vote, you can, you can register the same day. And in uh, some states, you can uh, register on election day. Uh, one of the sites that has this all mapped out where you can just go find your state and click on it is the... National Conference of State Legislatures, which has a handy little map that you, that you can hover over your state and, and it will tell you um, what kind of voting they have, when it was enacted, and where you can do what you need to do. That is one site. It's a good, good resource. Um, 
Another great site is I Will Vote, which is IWillVote.com. And you pick your, it asks you, you know, I'm a resident of, and it has a drop-down menu. And you click on the menu, you select your state, and then it gives you options for finding voting locations or drop-off locations for um, for votes if they have ballot boxes or um, any place where you can drop off your absentee ballot. Uh, it allows you to check to see if you're registered to vote. It allows you to register to vote, although most of, I think in most states you cannot register um, to vote online now. We're too close to the election. You know, and then it has all, of, all kinds of other information about, about voting. Um, another really good site is votesaveamerica.com. It has all kinds of, uh, of information. And it even has a lovely countdown to to election day, which at this moment, four days, eight hours, forty two minutes, and some odd numbered seconds there. So, you know, in less than five days, we we go to vote. Um, but it has it has all kinds of uh, great information. It also has uh, a button to donate, a button to volunteer. And then um, another great page that is really important is the 866ourvote.org. In the event that you go to vote and you have issues, this is a number that you want to have with you. And even if you're not having trouble, but you see someone who is, <coughs> excuse me, this is the number you should carry with you if you're going to vote on election day. And that number is 866-OUR-VOTE or 866-687-8683. And it will allow you to speak directly with a trained election protection volunteer. Um, they also have, there's a Spanish language uh, number, which is 888 Eight three nine eight six eight two. There's an Asian language number, which is eight 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 two seven four eight six eight three, and even an Arabic number, which is eight four four nine two five five two eight seven. So these are these are really good. This is a really good resource to be carrying with you. When, if you are voting on election day, uh, I have already voted, but if I was going to vote on election day, I would be carrying all of these numbers in my pocket so that I could pass yep. them on to anybody who is being challenged, uh, you know, in any way that, 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 they're not, that they're not eligible to vote and they know that they are. And if you think that isn't going to be happening, it is. Um, so... So those are some, some really great, good, solid websites that, that you can check to, you know, to see whether or not you're registered, whether or not you can register same day, uh, all, all of that. Yeah. So It's important. It's important to know your rights. As a matter of fact, it's, I, when I go to vote, I specifically make sure I have those phone numbers already saved in my cell phone 
just in case I need to forward it to someone quickly or or dial it myself quickly, which happened back during the John Kerry run. I actually was a poll sitter and watched everything as it was happening and had to make several lawyer calls and, and uh, clarification calls while I was handling that. It was quite interesting, I must say. So yeah. one of the other things I think we should we should talk about too is that um, especially for those of you who have already voted and you want to do more, there are still opportunities. Uh, you can find opportunities to to volunteer to to help, whether it's you know helping get people to the polls, um, yep. you know, or helping to you know there's still there's still almost there's still four days left which means that yeah. all of these campaigns are a still looking for money and b still looking for people to to help get out the vote i would strongly urge you to you know to go to any of these sites and look at you know click on their volunteer tab and see what what they're looking for um you know, in years past, I have uh, volunteered to drive people to the to the polls oh, yeah. um, with with various groups that that I worked with. Where you know we would we would go to you know like the have a bunch of people from like the little um, retirement complexes that wanted to go wanted to go vote, and we would we would drive you know make numerous. There would be a bunch of us, and we would make numerous trips. Um, you know, there was even, you know, one year I had a lady who was blind and, uh, you know, I helped her to, to, to vote. Um, yeah, it, it's important, but, but you know what, as long as we're, as long as we're talking about that, but before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody to please check out wildhunt.org and give it all your support. Wild Hunt is the pagan paper of record. It is so, you know, we talk about journalism and we talk about lies and truth, and it's amazing to me. There are so few sources that can actually be trusted these days. Wild Hunt is one of those sources that you can trust. Please check out wildhunt.org. Give it all your support. Thank you. Um, but while we're talking about, while we're talking about how to help people, there are certain instances where there are certain things we cannot do. Um, and Star, you and I had been talking about this, about mailing, mailing in a ballot and how there was a certain case that came up where um, apparently someone went to do, someone went to mail a ballot for someone else and that apparently caused a problem. Do you remember we were talking about that story? I'd just like folks to know about that. Right. So this happened in Arizona. Um, it was uh, a woman who did a lot of uh, a lot of community outreach in uh, educating people to uh, know, you know, what their rights were when it came to voting, encouraging people to vote, helping them to understand the ballot, all of that. Um, Hang on a second. I'm going to pull this up. Yeah, I mean, this has been it, this is this has been this has been in the news uh, like 
a lot over the last month. So yeah. basically, this woman who they found her fingerprints on four ballots that she had put in a in a ballot box in Arizona, and uh, you know. So I want to be really clear on this. This was not a case of her doing anything other than people that she had helped in the community who, that she took their ballots and put them in the ballot box. You know, she had nothing to yep. do with them, you know, with them filling out their ballot or anything like that. Um, she did not open them. She did not manipulate them in any way, shape, or form. She merely took the sealed envelope to a mailbox. So let's be super duper duper clear. She did right. nothing to and, manipulate them whatsoever. And prior to 2016, it would have been fine, but Arizona um, passed a, um, some legislation, I think it was in 2016, that was, you know, part, aimed at ballot harvesting of, of which they're um, the only way that you can deliver ballots to the ballot box is if you're a family member, um, a housemate, or a caregiver to the voter. Um, this woman got like ended up with uh, 30 days in jail and uh, on probation for two years, which is, you know, less than it could have been. But um, the whole case is is really crazy. Um, And especially considering that, you know, ballot harvesting measures that have been passed, that, that are on the books, generally are focused on, like, what happened here in North Carolina, where you had people who were going out and uh, basically filling out people's ballots for them, and then, you know, that was not what happened here. Uh, And I think we're probably going to see more cases like this. I mean, um, I think, I can't remember if we talked about it last time or not, but, uh, (laughs) excuse me, they're, you know, they're arresting people in Florida who, were told that they were eligible to vote who were, you know, who had been convicted felons. And when they went to, you know, they'd serve their sentence, right? Serve their sentence. Yeah. They went to get their driver's license. The person at the, at the uh, license branch said, Hey, um, you know, you're eligible to vote now. And the per, you know, and the the person who's a convicted felon saying, "I don't think I am because I just got out of prison for you know serving, you know, a term for a felony, sentence for a felony." And they're like, "No, no, you know, because of the change in the law, you you know, go ahead and and if they're not if you're not eligible, they'll tell you you're not eligible." So, sure. so these people did what the person at the license branch told them to do. Or in some cases, I think there were, you know, there were, it was other, it was someone in a position of authority who said, yes, you should do this. And if you're not eligible, 
then the Board of Elections will notify you that you're not eligible to vote. You won't get a registration card. Right, so no harm, that. no foul. You can at least try. <clears throat> right. So they did that. They got voter registration cards, and they voted. And then, as it turns out, they either were not, should not have been given a voter registration card and should not have been eligible to vote. And so, under uh, DeSantis's new, you know, voting nonsense, he's had, he had like about 20 of these people arrested. The first case to go before a judge has already been thrown out because the judge is like, how would you know? You did what you were told to do. Somebody in a position of authority said, do this thing, and if you're not eligible, they'll say you're not eligible. So I don't see how you can be held responsible for doing what someone who is supposed to know these things and the Board of Elections should have caught and didn't, that you can't be held responsible for that. And and it's pretty right. funny there's um, – there was a video of, uh, in particular of one guy who's, uh, you know, who was arrested. And, I mean, the cop is, like, sympathetic. He's like, dude, I don't get it either. And then he's on the phone, you know, talking to somebody, like another officer, I presume, who's saying, you know, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's... So this stuff is happening, and as I think it's I think it's easy for people within the pagan community to kind of say, well, you know, they're not going to come for us, you know. I mean, overwhelmingly, the pagan community is, you know, we we have a lot of white people, um, and yeah. I think for a lot of us, you know, we think, well, this isn't going to happen. That's I'm I'm, I'm I'm a nice white person. I live in a nice white neighborhood, I don't, you know, and um, you would be wrong to think that. Uh, Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Because trust me, they are going after everyone who is not them. I promise you. It doesn't matter. Yep. If you are not white and Christian, they, you will eventually have the target. And if you let them get back into power, I promise you that will be sooner than later, especially for marginalized peoples of any religion or not religion or sexuality or not sexuality, whatever. They will be coming for everyone who is not them. But they will be in power if we let that happen, even though there are more of the rest of us than there are of them. But apathy... Lack of concern, myopathy, uh, self-centeredness, those are the things that will contribute to the GOP getting their stronghold back and keeping it forever because they have proven that since Trump, anything is possible and they can get away with whatever the fuck they want because they have gotten away with so much already. So if you think that it's going to stop at any point unless we have a filibuster-proof majority, I promise you the bullshit will continue until they have their nice Christian country 
That is what they want, full of nothing but people that look and act and hate exactly the way they do. That is not the country I was born into. That is not the country that I love. I'm still trying to hold on to faith for the country that I love because I know that there are more of us than them. But if you lay down on this and you do not get your voices heard, you are giving them a foothold. If you waver in your support for the side that you believe in, that is how they will regain control. And I'm sorry, I've said this 9,000 fucking times, and I will continue. I don't want to die in a country that has fewer rights for people when I go than when I got here. It just doesn't make sense. America needs to be saved, and we need to save it. So I implore and beg all of you to please heed these words that we are saying to you, because Is it dire and important? Yes. Do I say that every election? Yes, because the stakes get higher all the time. Trump made anything possible. The rule book has been thrown away. We must fight, fight, fight with every last breath. And I know that sounds hyperbolic, but I'm going to tell you, if we don't step up and do it, we are letting them have control of the country. Well, I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole to uh, to stress how very important this election in particular is, but it's every election. And um, yeah. I was listening to NPR the other day, and they were talking about how there's been this um, real movement towards uh, – you know, national influence when it comes to elections. And and this is very true. If you've watched an ad, you know, um, or help you, help, Lord help you if you have uh, contributed to a campaign. Because if your inbox is like mine, you are getting requests for volunteering for donations for you name it from campaigns all over the country um you know donate one time to act blue you can get all of it and and you know and i always feel bad if i if i if i don't respond even just to say you know love to help you but you know yada 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 don't have it yeah, I feel guilty about that, but holy moly, um, my texts and emails from candidates all across the country are exceeded yep. only by the number of phone calls that I get. I have been getting on my landline from mm-hmm. the fucking people who want to sign me up for Medicare, despite the fact that I, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm not quite eligible for that yet. Um, and right. burial insurance got that happening too. This is for all you, all you young listeners out there. This is what you have to look forward to. Once you cross that, that liminal line of 50 and 55 is you, you then you're on every, every friggin' hit list. Although most anybody under 40, they don't probably don't even know what a landline looks like. 
Um, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Unless I mean, they on have average, a job that has one. yeah, yeah. On average, I would say that I I am I have been getting anywhere between five and six texts a day. Oh yeah, easy. I get three from Sherry Beasley every day. Three. Not to mention, and here's the other thing. I get all of the emails. I get emails from Raphael Warnock, okay, so we're talking about Georgia. John Fetterman, so we're talking about Pennsylvania. I get them from every, I get them from Beto. Oh, yes, I get them from everywhere. So, you know, and then there's the Act Blue and the Move On ones and, and the, the Democratic PAC and all of these things. And then if you don't respond, you get an email that says something along the lines of, Raina doesn't care what happens. Raina doesn't care if the Democrats lose control. And I'm like, fuck you bitches, of course I care. But I, I don't, you know, there's not enough money to go around. I mean, I do contribute, don't get me wrong. I, I do contribute. And I think contributing is a personal thing because there have been years I could and there have been plenty of years I could not. Um, so when you can, you do, and when you can't, you do other things like Star had said earlier about volunteering for phone banks or volunteering to help drive people to the polls. You know, we like to vote early. And, um, you know, I actually did my very first absentee ballot this year. I was quite excited about it. And it was quite a relief to get it off in the mail and to its destination in plenty of time. Uh, this was my birthday present from me to me, love me. Um, and it's just, you know, knowing, listen, I'm a very emotional person. I get worked up. I get upset. Anyone who's ever listened to me with Talent and Govannon on uh, Desperate House Witches knows that, and by the way, Talison will be with me tomorrow night on that show. So if you're not sick of hearing me say it here, you can get sick of me saying it over there tomorrow night. All of the same things we're talking about today because, you know, I can't let this shit go. Um, yeah, I have a lump in my throat every time I vote. I get nervous uh, about what's going to happen and where the country is going. And, and I'm sure a lot of you are as well. Um, those of you who are aware and awake and care about the rights of others, not just in the abstract, but in reality. So, yeah, we're all concerned, but we, but it's the one thing we can still do. So before the Republicans get to take it away from us, because trust me, they will make sure they find ways to exclude certain people that do not support them. That is their goal. That is their mission. That, those are the laws they've already started writing about being allowed to change election results. And I promise you that is not bullshit. Look it up. It is happening. Laws are being written. They want to take women's rights as far as choice. Several states have already done it. They've already done it. So trust me, the right to vote is right behind that, okay, along with the rights of, of those gendered and non-gendered and those who choose to love their own gender and whatever gender and no gender at all. All of us who are not them are on the chopping block in one form or another. Trust and believe me when I tell you this. Um, the other thing we had well, wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Well, the other thing I was going to say is just believe the Republicans. They will tell you who they are. They have said yeah. repeatedly what what they what they intend to do, and I don't yeah. expect that that to to change anytime soon. If anything, they're they're more they're clearer. They're cl- they're clearer on oh, yeah. what they intend. You know. So anyway, continue. Yeah. They're in- their insanity has not, I mean, if anything, again, they are completely emboldened. Uh, they are going for broke. They are going to say and do whatever they feel is necessary um, to vilify anyone who is not them. Again, I don't want to believe that the country is full of that much hate for other people, but they're loud. And they're proud of their loudness, and they're proud of their bigotry, and they're they're proud of their misogyny and all the other shitty things they are, the fucking bigots. I can't stand them. Um, and quite frankly, there's people in my family that are part of this mess, and it's not pretty. I understand that. Um, but we've got to do what's right. And I just want to talk to some of the women that, that, I, that I talk to personally Locally, I want to tell you that it is nobody's business when you go into a voting booth or anybody who's in a domestic situation, it is nobody's business what you do in there. You do not have to report to a spouse or a parent, any loved one, or anyone trying to pressure you into doing what they want you to do. No one has the right to be in there with you. You is uh, voting is is a is a sanctified thing. It is almost a holy thing, and you have the right to vote for whomever you want without being concerned about pressure from another human being in your life who wants you to do what they want. So I implore you when you are in the voting booth by yourself, again. No one can rat you out. Nobody can report you. If you go up to the desk and you say you're such and such, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm unaffiliated, that does not negate your ability to go into that private area standing over you or looking over your shoulder. Do the right thing. Do not be afraid. Do not be intimidated. And if it's just easier to give in, you don't need to be with that person. And we can give you other resources for that kind of help, if that is the kind of thing you're feeling. Because a lot of women, I deal with a lot of women who are like, I'm too upset by my husband. I'm too afraid of him. He is not, he is not allowed to, no one is allowed to stand over your shoulder except someone who is trying to assist you, who actually is working the polls. That is a very different thing. You have the right to vote for whomever you want in spite of whatever someone is trying to pressure you to do. So I want you to be encouraged, those of you who are in situations where it may not be so easy to do what you want. This is one thing you can do. Um, The other thing that we wanted to talk about, our last segment of the day, we wanted to talk about Things. Well, we've already covered a lot of consequences of Republican control. I say that until my throat stops. But 
The other thing we wanted to talk about this week was polling and accuracy because I find a lot of people get scared when they hear certain things, and I'm one of them. You're amongst your own. Um, I hear, you know, oh, the, the Republicans are making a comeback, blah, 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 blah. Not necessarily so. Correct, Thor? Correct. Um, so two, two things. First of all, when the former guy ran – in 2016, it skewed a lot of the polls, mm-hmm. um, which led to a lot of confusion and um, pretty much anybody that wasn't in support of the fo- former guy going, what the fuck just happened? Because all of the polls showed Hillary ahead, and then somehow uh, the former guy wins. and to that as the Trump effect in polling. We did not see it so much in the 2018 uh, midterms, and we didn't see it very much really uh, in the last election. It was yeah. it was pretty, you know, the polls were pretty, were fairly accurate. <clears throat> Because a lot of poll, polling showed that, you know, Biden would, would win, even if by a slim margin. This year, so first of all, there's this whole, there's a bunch of junk polls out there that have been uh, produced by Republican, uh, you know, very partisan groups, very conservative groups. And then even... Uh, Nate Silver is is kind of, I'm disagreeing with some of the polls that he's, because what they do is they kind of combine all these polls and then give an average, okay, which is kind of, which is oversimplifying things, but that's basically, so let's say, you know, you have eight polls, and then you add them all together and get an average of those polls, basically. And he's including some polls that I would not include, Um So I think that a lot of that information is really deceptive. And I also feel like, um, you know, a big segment of mainstream media is kind of falling for this, which there could be a number of reasons for that. Um, And I'm not really sure what any of those reasons are. But here's my advice to you. Don't listen. You know, I think that it's impossible to really predict what an, the outcome of an election is going to be um, in this day and age. Now, yes, some some of these polls are going to be going to be super accurate, and some of them are not going to be accurate at all. Um, exit polling is another thing that's used a lot. So they talk to people as they're coming out after voting, um, and ask them, you know, who'd you vote for. Um, that's usually, you know, depending on what kind of coverage they have, that can be somewhat accurate. Sometimes it's really accurate. Um, but the bottom line is you can't allow yourself to be freaked out or influenced by this. And it's going to be what it's going to be. The best thing that any of us can do is you just keep moving forward. It, you know, if you have friends that, that haven't voted yet, contact them. Make a plan to help them vote. 
uh, or put them in contact with uh, groups that, that, that do that if, if you can't do it. Put correct information into their hands on, you know, on, you know, if they're unsure that they've never, if, for first time voters, if they've never voted before. Um, yeah, you know, them show them how the, how the ballot works. Show them, you know, this is because every in every state for your district, there will be a sample ballot that you can go online and you can print out. And yeah. I mean, I always do that because I a lot of times I can't remember all of the nonpartisan uh, positions, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mark them. I circle them on my little sample ballot, and then I carry that with yeah. me so that I know exactly who to vote for. Um, and yeah. then one final point. If you do not know who is the best candidate to vote for, especially when we're talking about local positions and judges, then don't fucking vote for them. <laughs> you don't have to vote for every single person. And if you're not no, you certain, don't. if you don't know for sure that this is the best person to represent your values and beliefs, then just don't fucking vote for that cat in that category. You know, right. the the voting police are not going to come after you and say, "Well, you didn't fill out this one," so you know it doesn't matter. Right. And regardless right. of how you're registered, how you voted in the past has no bearing when it comes to midterms and general elections. You can vote for whoever the fuck you want, no matter what you, whether you're affiliated with the party or not. You know, just because right. you're registered as a Democrat doesn't mean you have to vote as a Democrat, although God knows we hope that you will, um, you know, Absolutely. and vice versa. If you're registered as a Republican, you can vote as a, you know, you can vote for a Democratic candidate. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to vote uh, in your party. Um, but the one thing that we can all do, okay, every single one of us, if you're on social media of any kind and you see fuckery happening, and by fuckery I mean lies, misinformation, disinformation, uh, any kind of hateful, anti-Semitic, um, you know, racially oriented discrimination, you know, name calling of words that I'm not going to use because they're not nice. If you see that shit, okay, hear me. If you see that shit, I want you to report it. Report it. It's something we can all do. Every time you see a story that you know is full of bullshit and lies, report that account. Report that post and tell all your friends because that is how you get those posts removed from any platform is you report it, but then you tell your friends and say, hey, look at this fuckery. This is some fuckery here. Report this fuckery so that we can get rid of it. And that is how, you know, and that is something that each and every one of us can do because nobody's going to know that you fucking reported them. So even if you don't tell all your friends or share it or whatever, which I would recommend not um, not sharing any kind of, you know, not retweeting or reposting, better to take a snap, you know, a screenshot of it and say, okay, there, there's fuckery and here's what it looks like. 
you know, and fuzz out the, the, the you know, the, if, if it has, you know, N-word or, you know, other racial Bad slurs, and you might want to, yeah, you, you might want to fuzz, fuzz that out, but that's something that we can all do. And I know it yeah. seems like, oh, the, you know, I can hear, I can hear you now saying, but Star, I am one person. There are millions of posts that are horrible, and I can't be the social media police. And to that, I would say, you are correct. You solely alone cannot do this. But if each one of us just reported, you know, even two posts a day that are fucking horrible, especially for those of us who who refuse to give up Twitter to, you know, the – you know, the Musk person. That's fuckery. Um, yeah. I, you know, if you're going to stay and fight yeah. for Twitter, then two important lessons for you. One, people that proliferate hate, misinformation, disinformation, report them every chance you get, twice on Sunday. Um, twice on Sunday. <laughs> and, um, you know, don't make it easy for them. I'm not, I love Twitter and I am not giving up, even though it is a bit of a hellscape, I admit that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not giving up any ground and I'm going to do everything I can to just make life for people like Musk and his, you know, followers miserable. And I'm not going to tolerate trolls, you know, already this week. I don't even know how many people I've blocked because I get these weird friend requests and you're like, "Mm, nah, I don't think so. Block. Um, So use the block button and report the fuck out of people that are doing fuckery. That's, that's all I got. (laughs) One last thing before we go. Um, I have spent years and years and hours and hours trying to talk to people about voting in their own best interest. And I'm going to tell you that there are a lot of people who, whether because their parents were Republicans or they heard a rumor or whatever it is, are going to vote against their own best interest, whether it's to prove that they're a big person and can stand on their own two feet, whatever it is. I have spent so much of my life trying to enlighten some people about what's fake news and how to identify it and, you know, understanding the difference between an opinion piece and actual journalism. I've spent hours and hours and hours being frustrated, having them go off and do the most stupid fucking shit in the world anyway, in spite of all of it. Uh, I've seen several of my friends suffer the same with their loved ones, friends, family, whatever it is, um, I'm going to tell you, your own personal headspace and mental and sanity and calm and peace are very important. There is a limit. Know when to stop. Um, don't torture yourself because if those people don't care enough about you, then maybe they don't deserve that much care from you. So... Talk to folks as much as you can, but when you find you're at a brick wall and an impasse, either you can continue to bash your head against the brick wall or you can say, you know what, I'm done. 
and walk away and find somebody else who may be open to the good information you have and move on to that person. I will tell you, I suffered heartache from 2015 on, um, trying to talk to people who felt like, well, everything's going to be okay because you're never going to elect Trump. This is the bullshit I heard. Obviously, those folks were wrong. Listen, I'm no fucking genius. But you have to admit there's always a possibility that something really bad can happen, and it fucking did. So talk to folks as much as you can, but don't, don't let your own peace of mind get ruined over it. I did let it happen to me, and it probably shot me for every election since. I'm a nervous wreck all the time when it comes to elections, but that's just my personality type. Don't let it happen to you. Um, Get out there and vote. And, again, you didn't get enough of hearing Star and I talk about it today. You can listen to me and Charles and talk about it tomorrow. But until next month, we really hope that you will all consider doing what needs to be done to keeping democracy uh, democratic <laughs> as much as possible. Hey, right, we can Star. do it. We can do it. We, we can, can do it. Do it. I, I, we can. I, you know, see, I have enough hope and enthusiasm for both of us because I believe I believe that you know people are fed up and former Republicans are really fed up they're tired of all this nonsense um, they're you know having a heart attack over how they see the party that they once you know were a part of and now has become like a hellscape that even they couldn't imagine. Um, so I have hope. And no matter what, it doesn't matter what happens. No matter what happens, even if the very worst yeah. thing happens, we're still going to, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep fucking fighting until I, my last breath because that's, Me too. that's what one does. That's what one does. So, but the way to make it easier is we all just need to fucking turn out. We all need to vote. We all need to make sure our friends vote. And, um, you know, and friends don't let friends vote Republican. Oh, whoops. Was that my out loud voice? That's all right. Well, guys, until next month, we're going to say get out there and make it happen. We can save democracy. And uh, we will see you December. Say good night, Star. Good night, Star. Bye, everybody.